Welcome to the Truth Must Be Told podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we share the good news of Jesus in this uncertain world. If you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, please reach out to me at thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. Now, if you've missed any episodes, you can go to anchor.fm and look for me, Sal Passos. While you're there, hit the support button and help this podcast to continue. For those of you on YouTube, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of these exciting shows. Thank you once again for your support, and I'll be seeing you soon on The Truth Must Be Told. Do you need Jesus so badly that you'd do anything? Well, we're going to take a look at someone who did just that today on The Truth Must Be Told. So stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. And when I try to tell the truth, they kick me off the air. You can't handle the truth. And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Welcome, 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 and happy Saturday to you. I hope your weekend is going well. And uh, this is episode, wow, where are we now? We're at episode 136 of the Truth Must Be Told podcast. We're just getting there, and we're just putting out one after the other after the other. And uh, wow, it's just, uh, it's just exciting. I'm enjoying what's going on. Uh, do you know, uh, I, I, I'm going to be touching on this probably in a couple of days. I just wanted to, to get it out there now. Uh, Lori and I were listening to some uh, some uh, different ministers this afternoon, and uh, it's kind of one of the reasons I'm out here a little late. Uh, it's, it's about, I don't know, it's a little after six right now here in uh, in Alabama. Uh, but I, I just, I, I just yeah, there's so much stuff going on. And some of these preachers are just, you know, totally uh, out of whack. And, you know, I mean, look, I just want to say this to you, okay? And number one, yeah. Uh, you need to be Bereans, all right? You need to do what the Bible says to do. You need to research this scripture. Uh, my suggestion to you is this. When you listen to a preacher, you got to find out about him. Make sure that what this person is saying is scripturally correct. You look at their background. Uh, so many people that we have... Uh, gone through through the years and, and listened to through the years, and churches we've been in, I guess is what I'm trying to say, have gotten books in from different people who are not, wow, I mean, they're just totally off base, okay? And I, I want to touch very quickly, because we, 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 you need to know the Scripture. You need to be involved in understanding the Word of God in the way that it was meant to be. The Bible is not difficult to understand. For Christians, born-again Christians, if you're reading through this, you ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He will guide you into truth. He will open the eyes of the Scripture for you. Scripture interprets Scripture. The, the Bible in, is, interprets itself. Okay, What you read in, uh, in Scripture will be interpreted, interpreted, interpreted in another portion of Scripture. The interpretation is there. You just got to spend the time looking. God wants you, the Bible says this, study to show yourself approved. Don't listen just, in other words, even to me. I don't want you to just listen to me. I want you to open the Bible for yourself, and I want you to look these things up. 
because it is so very, very important that you understand what the Bible says. This is the truth. The truth is out there. Yeah, it's right here. It's in the Word of God. And you need to spend time understanding this Word. More than anything else in the world, you need to understand this, because this is going to be this is the the word is is light and it's it's light to your path and it will it will guide you into all truth and you know Jesus is truth these are his words this this is a love letter to you this is an invitation to you for you to understand uh, and we are going to be touching I think in a couple of shows I may do it sooner I'm praying about it right now but we need to talk about this this uh, the show that's out there, uh, oh, what the deuce is it called? Um, uh, uh, I forget, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's the new one right now that's out. Um, the, uh, the um, oh, goodness gracious. I'm so sorry. I can't, the, the, the name is just escaping me. Um, I can't remember it. If I think about it as we go along, I'll tell you. But we're going to be talking about that show uh, coming up soon because uh, what we're doing, people just, they just, they don't look this up and they don't look up what this means um, in here. And there's uh, too much garbage that's out there in the world today and we're not paying attention to what this says. All right. And uh, for people to say things like, oh, well, Mormons and Christians. They talk about the same Jesus. No, they do not. They do not talk about the same Jesus. And we're going to we're going to be discussing some of these things. I did do a, a, a episodes on the cult on cults, um, and the Mormons do not believe the same. They believe that Jesus and Satan are brothers, spiritual brothers, and we are offspring of them. And that is not even close to what it says in here. And you know, they don't believe in the same Jesus as we do. So we have to be very, very cautious about things like that. So, but it's not surprising with the way the ecumenical movement is moving throughout the church. I saw it earlier in my lifetime uh, where they were trying to get everybody together in, in one, you know, in one big happy church family and worshiping the same. And it's, and it's pushing right now. Um, the false prophet, I mean the Pope, is really pushing to get everybody united in a one-world religion. So, uh, you know, these things are, it's out there. So this has nothing to do with my message for today and for the subject we're going to be tackling today, but I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, there is, uh, wow, there's just so much. There's just so much out there, and, you know, we need to, we need to be addressing these things and not be afraid of them. Um, but uh, yeah, we come, upcoming shows. We're going to be talking about the uh, the word faith fallacy. We're going to be talking about uh, this show, which I can't think of, um, and, and uh, um, we'll be t we'll be discussing a few things. Uh, also, um, I'm going to be doing uh, an episode called uh, "Blow the Trumpet in Zion." So we're going to have we're going to have some really exciting shows coming up. And I trust that you tune in, like them and share them. Uh, if you're watching on, uh, um, on, uh, YouTube, like them, uh, hit that subscribe button. So you'll be notified when we get, uh, no, uh, we get the new ones out there. If you're on, uh, you know, Yubnub, like them and share, please share the, share the episodes. Uh, and if you would, please, 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 
um, you know, just make sure you share them. If you're on Facebook, if you need to get a hold of me, again, my uh, the website's gone right now as far as I could tell. Uh, so email address is the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. The truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. Please go ahead and reach out to me there if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. Just please reach out to me at that point. Uh, so, you know, because we're we're really excited about what God is doing. We're moving in a direction where where uh, God is beginning to accelerate, and I'm I'm you know uh, I'm just very excited. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they may have missed my uh, uh, Facebook things and, and posts. Uh, Wednesday, I took a fall at the front steps of my house. I fell down, landed on my phone, unfortunately, and it is kaput. So for those of you who listen to me uh, and and do try to get in touch with me, uh, yeah, the phone is no good, as you can see here. Uh, it's it's gone. It, uh, the only reason I have it plugged in and, and over here now is is because I can still link it through my computer and send out texts and see what's coming in. But uh, unfortunately, you know, I can't do anything until the 19th when our disability checks come in so I can uh, purchase another phone. They're not expensive. I just don't have the money right now to, uh, I'm not going to buy a big fancy one like this. I'm just getting a, a another touchscreen, but it's going to be a, a cheaper version and just something that I can use because, uh, you know, I, I need to stay in touch and, I know I could do it through my computer, but, you know, you get used to having that phone in your hand. And unfortunately, you know, I'm going through withdrawal, <laughs> you know, so just bear with me, folks. OK, um, what else is going on? What else is happening? Oh, but I'm OK, by the way. I fell. I'm all right. I landed on my backside uh, and the phone was in my back pocket and it caught the corner of the sh- uh, corner of the um, steps on the way down. And it bent and cracked it. And unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Um but, uh, yeah, so, hmm, anyway, uh, what else is happening? What else is happening? Uh, that's, that's about it for right now. Okay, so um, I wanted to talk today about getting noticed. Now, there are a lot of people out there. How many of us know someone who wants to be noticed? You know, it's always nice to be noticed, and it's, it's nice to get an attaboy from your, you know, pat on the back from your boss and say, hey, you're doing a great job, I appreciate it. All right, but there are those people who thrive on that. Okay, they'll do or say anything that will put them up in front, make them the, the center of the conversation. All right, the, 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 and the feelings of insecurity are amazing, aren't they? Uh, we've all seen children that interrupt adults talking just because they feel the need to be noticed. You know, somehow they feel they, uh, like they've been left out of the conversation and they have to do or say something to bring the attention back to them. That's where they... They get disruptive. They'll do something like that. Now, I even know I know many adults that do this, and they invite themselves over to someone's house, uh, and they have to be the center of attention. Oh, you know, even though it's your birthday, or we're coming over to your house to celebrate your birthday, but uh, I'm setting it all up. So, you know, I mean, that's you know, it's just it's it, it's just you know, I I've even said I've had people say to me, one person in particular, oh, I'm having a birthday. Um, party for my son uh, we're gonna have it at your house wait a minute time out where do you come out with that kind of stuff but this seeking attention behavior has been driven can be driven by a lot of different things it could be driven by jealousy low self-esteem and loneliness Uh, according to the national library of medicine medicine trusted source 
That's what it says here. Uh, historic personality disorder, uh, it could lead to uh, some different things. So you've got loneliness, jealousy, and uh, self, low self-esteem, but it could also be a hysteronic uh, personality disorder, a borderline personality disorder, or a narcissistic personality disorder uh, that can cause someone to be this way. Uh, someone to receive a diagnosis of hi- a hysteronic personal dis- personality disorder, they need to be one of the five, at least five of these criteria. They have to be uncomfortable when they're not at the center of attention. Uh, they, have pr- product- they have provocative or seductive behavior. They're shallow and shifting emotions. They're using appearance to draw attention. Vague or impressive, impress- impressionist, impressionistic speech. They're exaggerated or dramatic emotions. That they're suggestible, and uh, treating relationships is as more intimate than they really are. The borderline personality disorder, uh, according to these same people, you have a frantic. Uh, you, you could meet one of the five following criteria: um, frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment, a pattern of intense and unstable interpersonal relationships. Uh, decidedly or, pers- or persistently unstable self-image, uh, engaging in potentially self-damaging impulsive behavior, reoccurring self-harm or suicidal behavior, including threats or gestures, emotionally in- emotionally instability, emotional instability in daily reactions such as through irritability, anxiety, or in- intense sadness, chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate intense anger that often is difficult to control transient stress-related paranoia or disassertion. Uh, then the narcissistic is someone who has a grandiose sense of self-importance. Look how wonderful I am. I am just so great. Uh, preoccupation with the fantasies of power, unlimited success, brilliance, ideal love, and beauty. Uh, yeah, look at me. I'm just so, I just trim my beard just so nice and it makes it so wonderful. A belief in their own uniqueness, especially that they should only associate it with and will only be understood by high status instructions, institutions, or high status people. Uh, demand for excessive admiration. They got They constantly want that feedback. I got to be told I'm doing really good. A sense of entitlement. Or unreasonable expl expl boy we see that today huh people just think they are entitled to a lot of different things uh, an unreasonable expectation of favorable treatment or automatic compliance with their expectations taking advantage of others to achieve their own ends um, unwillingness to identify to identify or identify with or recognize the needs and feelings of others envy of others and belief that others are envious of them haughty arrogant attitudes or behaviors these are all like very serious personality disorders and trust issues for people who want attention, people who need to get noticed. How many of us, like I said, know people like that? And we see that in today's society, that people have to be noticed. They have to, oh, look at me. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, yeah, you got to pay attention to me. I mean, you know, and, and or feel that they have a, an entitlement. I don't know how many videos I've seen. I watched a video the other day where a woman was coming to a birthday party at this person's house, all right, person A, but they decided to park in the driveway of person B. Oh, they just pulled into the driveway, and the son came out and said, hey, well, you're, in a, you're in my driveway. Oh, it's okay, I can park it. No, you can't. You don't have to have our permission to park in our driveway. Well, and she says, why not? I'm entitled to park where I want. 
What gives you the right to park? You know, what gives you the right to park where you want? This is an, a, 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 a feeling of entitlement. They're entitled to do whatever the heck they want to. And the, even though they, they tried to, the, when the father came home, he said, whose car is in the driveway, you know? And, oh, well, you know. And even they went across the street, and the woman called the cops on them, you know, and the cops showed up, and they said, well, you're right. If she doesn't move it, you could tow it. So they did. They had the car towed, and the woman came back, and she's screaming and hollering. Hey, look, you don't belong here. Your car is in our driveway. You do not have permission to park there. But people just feel they're entitled. Uh, people have that sense of entitlement. You know, a police officer pulls them over. Whoa, why would you pull me over? I have a... you. You know, wh- who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You think you're some grandiose? Yeah, here he is. The first thing, according to uh, American Psychiatric, Psychiatric Association, a grandiose sense of self-importance. Who do you who do you think you are? You know, you're nobody, but you want to be somebody. All right. And they they, they you know, maybe this is where the, all the Karen's come from. I don't know, but this is this is what this is this this self-narcissistic personality disorder that's on a grandiose scale that people feel they need to be noticed. They have to be noticed. Uh you know, and it's like, wow, woof, you know. And I you know I have to check myself on that at times because when you when you do a program like this and you sit in front of a screen and you're you're on a uh, on a camera or you're listening to the sound of my voice, you know, I have to check myself and say, okay, am I doing this from ego? And I can tell you years ago I probably was doing it from ego, but God has done a miraculous work in me. Uh, you know, and, and maybe he's keeping me humble by keeping the viewership low as th- that it is, but uh, whatever the case is, I want God to be glorified through all this. I don't want it to be uh, coming through, coming because of me. I want Jesus to be glorified. I want people to see Jesus in this podcast and not see me. And it's very important that, you know, we as Christians, you know, make sure that uh, there's nothing that we're doing. It's not, not, not unto us, O Lord, but unto thy name be glory evermore, not unto us. So we need to make sure that we as Christians are not taking this needing to be noticed, needing to be seen to fulfill some kind of an ego trip that we have deep inside of us. And maybe we're a little lonely, you know, maybe we're, you know, may not be going into a disorder type of thing, but maybe we're jealous of other people. Uh, Maybe we do have some kind of low self-esteem. Maybe we're lonely. And those kind of things can cause you to, it could cause you to reach out and say, oh, look at this. Hey, look at me. Look over here. Look what I'm doing. Uh, when God is saying, you need to be quiet. I mean, Jesus even, you know, he didn't even want some of the glory. He told them the people, some of the people he healed, don't say anything about this. Uh, I, I guess because maybe it wasn't his time yet or whatever the case, and you theologians can argue that out amongst yourselves. I don't know. All I know uh, is that um, we, you know, that God has, um, God, he, he, he opposes the proud, okay, and gives grace to the humble. So just be humble before the Lord. And in Bible, Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing and you're giving. In other words, don't shout, oh, look what I did. I donated $3,000 to this. You know, oh, look, I donated this. That's why when people donate to us, and, and we appreciate that here, uh, the truth, and while I'm talking about that, if you go to anchor.fm, you can hit that support button. You know, help us out each month. 
or you can go to paypal.me slash Salvatore Passos if you want to make a donation. And people donate. I don't put their names out on the screen and say, thank you for your donation. Thank you for your support. Because I've taken away their reward in heaven. All right, God is going to reward you in heaven. And if you if you've announce what you've done, you've already had your reward. And I'd rather you be rewarded by God than be rewarded by me by saying thank you or others who are, who are giving. There are those who have been giving. Uh, and thanks to the giving, we've been able to do some things. Uh, unfortunately, it's not there where we needed to be, but that's okay. Uh, that's my little 30-second commercial. I'm sorry. But don't be haughty. Don't be arrogant. Don't be egotistic. You know, as Christians, we need to just think about what we're doing and, uh, you know, and, and do it unto the glory of God. Whatever we do in word or deed, the scripture says, we need to do all to the glory of God, not to ourselves, all right? Everything we do has to bring glory unto Jesus. And I, I've been taught that, and I believe that that's a very good thing to be at. I told you many times that that little church that wanted me to be the pastor, um, yeah, I miss that little church. You guys out there in Upton, Wyoming, still love you guys. Um, but the little Assembly of God church there, they wanted me to pastor their church. But they had a sign above the pulpit, and it said, Sir, we would see Jesus. And that is the whole crux of it. You, the people need to see Jesus, not you, not your talent, not your abilities. And, and I, talk to, I know so many people that believe this. Okay, that say, you know, look, when they're up there worshiping, they don't want to be called the worship leader. They want to worship God, and you just draw in with, because he's he's not leading worship. You're not leading worship. You're worshiping the Lord, and you need to concentrate on on God and not on the band or the choir or anything like that. That doesn't need to be, no, it doesn't need to be. We put these people up front. Years ago, they used to put them in the back of the church, the band and the choir, because they don't need to be seen. They don't need to be up on the pulpit. No reason for that. And we got to be very careful we're not turning our pulpits into stages, okay, and, and worried more about entertainment than we are about, uh, you know, bringing glory to God. But... Uh, all right, so what we're going to do here, uh, wow, I've been going for a little bit of time. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back shortly after these messages. So, um, getting noticed. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that just want to be in that spotlight, you know. But then there are others, and I want to, um, I want to play something for you. Okay, so just take a look at this. Okay, very, very quick. Just take a look at this. You're gonna, you're really gonna enjoy this. Show us, 
This man truly is a prophet. My lord and master, is save me. Hey, my Oh, Lord, save us, save us, Lord! Show us the true way, Lord. That's the tax collector, Hurry down, Zacchaeus. But I must stay in your house today. My house? I want to stay in his house. belongings to the poor and if I have cheated anyone I will pay him back four times as much Tax collector paying back his taxes. Impossible. <laughs> 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 Salvation has come to this house today. For this man also is a descendant of Abraham. The son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Isn't that wonderful? Zacchaeus. Now, here is a man who wanted to be noticed. And, you know, I, I, I was looking up some things about Zacchaeus, and this story is, is uh, depicted in the Scripture in uh, Luke chapter 19. But uh, it says here that Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. Now, here was a guy who was uh, vertically challenged. He was short. He was a little short guy. And, um, but he couldn't see through the crowd, so he climbed ahead of the way Jesus was going, and it says he climbed a sycamore tree, a sycamore fig tree, to see him, and since Jesus was coming that way. Now, you know, here's a man... I don't know if he wanted to be noticed or or not, but Jesus didn't notice him. And, you know, I could see this man, all right, he was the head tax collector or chief tax collector in that area. And he had, um, he was very wealthy because what they would do, people who were tax collectors and um, uh, people who were tax collectors would, make a bid to the government. They would make a bid with the Roman government. We're gonna, I'm going to collect X amount of dollars in taxes. And the Roman government would contract them to, to take in that amount of money. Anything that he collected over and above that was sheer profit for him. So we have, uh, we have the um, uh, Zacchaeus here who 
probably did very, very well with, with a lot of different things. Um, and, and, uh, and so he, he, was, he was the chief tax collector of that area. Now, the tax collectors weren't liked very much from the Jews. The Jews did not like them because they felt that they were betraying their own people. Now, the, the, the Jews didn't seem to mind to pay the temple tax, the tax that was owed to the, you know, their tithes and their taxes that would do to the, the Pharisees and Sadducees because it was within their own people. But they hated paying tax to the Romans. <coughs> and uh, that's what this guy was doing. He was collecting taxes for the Romans. So people didn't, didn't like him very much. But I, I'm, I'm looking at this man or trying to, to see, you know, he heard about Jesus. He, obviously, this is in, way into Jesus' ministry probably his second or his third year in, in ministry. And, of course, his name has been broadcast all over the place. And, of course, Matthew was a tax collector, and I'm sure word got to him that, wow, this guy who was a tax collector is now following Jesus. You know, and what is it about this man that, that, that makes him so great? Obviously, he's done some wonderful things, and he wanted to see who Jesus was. You know, I mean, he probably heard a lot about him. Maybe Jesus, this was the first time coming through that area, and, and he had to see who Jesus was. But he was a short little guy, all right? And he, you know, I mean, wealthy. And probably, you know, being a short guy, he probably fell under a lot of this, you know, um, loneliness and self, low self-esteem and, <clears throat> excuse me, jealousy of others, excuse me. And, you know, he had to see who Jesus was. And he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd and the little guy. So he decides to climb this tree, and he's up in the branches of this tree looking down at Jesus. And, of course, we see, like we saw in the video, you know, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he, he came down at once, and, and Jesus went and followed him and, and, and went... Uh, went to uh, dinner with him. He took him to dinner at his house. And uh, he said, you know, I, I, I must stay at your house today. So he came down and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to, the guest, to be a guest of the sinner. You know, but, um, you know, he was, he was uh, you know, here he was, he wanted something. He was, he was interested in Jesus. And, and he was so excited that, this guy who claimed to be the Messiah is coming to his house. How excited would you be? You know, somebody great was is coming along, and you climb a tree to see them, and the person looks at you and says, "Come on, come on down. I gotta, I gotta stay at your house today." Wow. All right. So, um, and Zacchaeus. Wow. I mean, just, just, you know, he was so excited to have Jesus stand to come into his house. And the name Zacchaeus, by the way, means pure or innocent in, in the Hebrew. Um, and, and, you know, and it says right away, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here I am, and I give half of my possessions to the poor. And I have cheated anybody, I'll pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus said, uh, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. So 
we have um, we have now this this man who now comes under the influence of Jesus, and he hears the words of Christ. Christ is in his house, staying with him. Yeah, he throws out a banquet for probably the twelve and the other disciples that were with him. Of course, the the the, the video was quite correct. They probably people were crowding in the doors and wanting to see Jesus and wondering what was going to happen. But here is Zacchaeus, whose name, again, means pure, um, pure one or innocent, uh, now is repentant and says, look, Lord, I'm going to pay back. I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor, and I'm going to pay back anybody that I've cheated four times the amount. Obviously, he kept good books. And he says, and if I, anyone I cheated, and if I have cheated anybody, and of course he knew he cheated people. It's the only way he was going to get rich. And he's given back his taxes to the people, okay? And Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. Why? Because he did these good deeds? Was it because of the good deeds that Zacchaeus did that brought salvation to the house? Or was it the fact that he... Um, Something happened in his heart and in his spirit to bring him to change, okay? And, wow, salvation has come to this house. And that's true more than once. Salvation, Jesus Christ is the one who saves. And here he was in the home of Zacchaeus, and it says, look, Lord, I'm going to give half my possessions to the poor. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see happened with Zacchaeus. And what did Jesus say to him? It's not recorded in any of the scriptures, but what was the conversation around the dinner table? And, you know, I, yeah, I know the video took a little literary license with it and had them, you know, come in and, and eat around the table and everything, but, you know, <laughs> He has gone to be a guest of the sinners. So they welcomed him gladly, and, and he said they welcomed him gladly. And then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, I, I, I can't see them just, you know, coming in, sitting down, saying, okay, I'm going to say. No, I, th- I believe there was a conversation. I think they were sitting down and eating. And because Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. He'd heard so much about this Galilean. And he wanted to hear and see him. And now he's in his own house, in his very house, eating and drinking with him. And wow. And isn't this typical of Jesus? He didn't care what the crowd said. The people began to mutter, he has, he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. This wasn't the first time they said that about him. They asked his disciples in Matthew, why does your Masters sit and eat with sinners and tax collectors. And he said, and Jesus knew what they were mumbling about and said, nay. Hey. He says, it's, it's the sick. The, the, the well people don't need a physician, but those that are sick. I mean, come on. And he's, he's trying to show them this. You know, like, well, what are you doing? You know, and, and he says, I, I've come. This, he, says, he says, I've come to to seek and save the lost of the house of Israel. And, uh, but he was, he was trying to tell them, I'm going where I'm needed. And Zacchaeus was in need. 
you know they he they need he needed salvation and i just i can't wait to meet zacchaeus because he'll he'll i'm sure he'll be in heaven but what is what is going to be so great you know Zacchaeus, what was your conversation with the Lord? What did he say to you to make you turn around and give back half your possessions to the poor and paying back four times as much? So if he cheated you for 100 bucks, you're getting back 400 Isn't that cool? Of course, that would be drachmas or whatever it was that they used in those days. I have no idea. But wow, can you imagine this? And this is what Zacchaeus was doing. Now, again, I don't know if Zacchaeus had any kind of a personal issue with wanting to be noticed, but he was noticed by God. Those who seek after Jesus, those who seek him, will find him, and he will notice you seeking him. Oh, yeah, he'll notice. He notices when you cry out to him, when you cry out and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. He, he, he notices people who come to him and, and say, Lord, I, 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 I sought you out because my servant is sick. And the, 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 Jesus said, well, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy to have you in my home, but just say the word and my, and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus said, there's not even such great faith in Israel as this man. All right. And this was a Roman centurion. And the servant was healed at that very hour. How many people did Jesus touch in his lifetime? How many people did he see reaching out to him? The woman who had the issue of blood suffered many things from many physicians for many years. And she said to herself, if I just touched the hem of his garment, and she forced her way through the crowd and touched just a piece of his garment, she was healed like that. And Jesus perceiving the power, who touched me? He knew who touched her, but he, he, he had to, he, he knew who touched him. And the woman said, it was me. He said, you, you, your faith has made you whole. Go. All right. She, Jesus notices people. All right. You don't have to do, if you go out of your way, if you go out of your way to find Christ and seek him while he may be found, Call upon him while he is near, all right? He will see you. He will notice you. You don't have to worry about what the world thinks. The world already knew about Zacchaeus. You know, people knew about him. Oh, hey, look at the tax collector. He's up in a tree. They knew who he was. And Jesus saying, hey, Zacchaeus, come down. I have to stay at your house today. Wow. Oh. My house. You see Zacchaeus in that video? My house? He's sure. Oh, yeah. He jumps down out of the tree, right? Because he, 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 he didn't intend to be noticed by God, but he sought after Christ, and he went up in that tree, and he became noticed. Jesus looked up and saw him. Jesus is looking up, and he, he, he's looking, and he's looking for you who are seeking after him in in ways that that the world just doesn't understand. The world the world doesn't care. They know who you are. People around you know who you are. You know, people know who you are. You don't have to, you know, don't seek the 
I don't know if this is a word, the, the notability from others, all right, the notoriety from others. You know, just stick with what you know and call on God while he may be, while he may be found. You know, we have a, a time coming on this earth right now where, you know, we're, we're so close to his imminent return. And, yeah, I heard a preacher today say, you know, well, you know, we were in the last days from the time Jesus left the earth. Uh, well, yeah, we were, but he said we have to look for certain signs and, 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 and the signs of the times that are coming when he is, his return is closer than we expect it to be. And, you know, we didn't, there's a lot of things that that guy left out. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we'll talk about him on another show. I'm not going to get into it right now. When you take scripture and you try to twist it to fit your own, um, fit your own ideas or theories in there, then you kind of do away with you. You break it up, and it doesn't follow the consistency of scripture. But uh, he's coming very soon, and you need to call upon him. And you know, yeah, there's not a, you know, I, I agree with some of these people I've been listening to. There's not a set prayer. If you pray this prayer and mean it sincerely, you'll be saved. No, I don't want you going to hell because you've said a prayer and thought you were gonna you were saved. No, it is a cry of your heart, a cry of repentance. When he went to Zacchaeus' house, he said, "Okay, Zacchaeus, now just pray this prayer after me, and you'll be saved." He said, "No, salvation has come to this house. Why? Because Zacchaeus repented of his sins." and turned to follow Christ. Now, we don't know anything more about Zacchaeus. We didn't know if he's, you know, one of the ones that continued to follow him or whatever, but I'm sure his life changed. I'm sure. Because those that come to Jesus never go back the same way they came. When you come to Christ, you're going to change. All right, he's going to give you the power to overcome your sins overcome your difficulties. Are you going to be perfect? No. Are you going to become sinless? No. You're going to sin. You're going to make mistakes. But he is a God of forgiveness. He came to die on a cross so that you can have eternal life with him. By accepting the work that he's done on the cross, you'll have eternal life with him. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sh- you will be saved. Because with your mouth you confess. Confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart is where you're justified. So you don't have to say a certain prayer. You don't have to say, oh, Lord, uh, please come into my life. I accept the work that you've done. No. Mine, I told you, was, Lord, I give up. I can't do this anymore. Please, I surrender myself to you. All right, it's it's a surrendering. Once you surrender to God, your life is going to change. You're going to go back by a different way. You're going to change. You're going to be like Zacchaeus. You're going to say, "Oh, Lord, if I've cheated anybody, if I've done this wrong, I'm going to I want to make it right." Because that's salvation. That's what it happens. You want to correct what you did wrong. That's what repentance is. You want to turn around 180 degrees. 
And I think, you know, you, you, you will have the power to repent of all your sins once the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside you. That is just so remarkable to me, that God has the ability to do that. So, with that being said, I'm going to uh, close with a little Amazing Grace. You know, when I hear this song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. You know, t'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. You know, when you think about the words to that song, it's just tremendous feeling. It's just a tremendous thing inside. Yes, that grace that God poured out on us, when we didn't deserve grace. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But God, in his mercy, gave us grace so that we can be with him eternally. We don't we don't we don't deserve it we all deserve to go to hell and that's what he's for those who reject him that's where they're going but for those who accept him for those who accept the gift that he gave on the cross for those who accept that grace okay that we don't deserve you know we're a wretch and we're wretched terrible people but God in his grace poured out mercy on the cross. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I'll just leave you with those thoughts. I want you to know that Jesus loves you more than anything. And he gave his life for you. Don't neglect his gift of salvation, which he's offering to you now free. You don't have to do anything. Just call upon him now in your own way. Cry out to God. If you need help, if you have questions, you could reach me at the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com that's the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com and uh, any questions any help you need prayer requests you could put it all in that e in an email to me I promise you you won't be spammed all right well, God bless you and we'll see you next time on the truth must be told.